Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Global Current on 89.5 FM WSOU. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. As the School of Diplomacy's premier radio show, we take a new topic in international news each week and ask the question, is diplomacy the answer? But we're keeping it current this week, and we're taking it back with staff analysts Eric and Valentina as we catch up on life at Seton Hall since the outbreak of the coronavirus here in the United States. Eric, Valentina, thank you for coming on the show. How are you guys holding up? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm, I've been inside my house for the past three weeks. I have left occasionally, but I haven't seen anyone uh, outside of my immediate family. And I think that my story is not unique at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> and where are you from, Eric? I, I live in New Jersey. Okay. And it's gotten pretty bad there, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. I actually live right down the street from a hospital, and we're just starting to see – it was a smaller hospital, but we're just starting to see more and more activity, more and more ambulances going back and forth to it. Um, I know that it's especially worse in the northwest corner of the state, in Bergen County. I'm um, in Morris County. Uh, we only have about 2,000-something confirmed cases here so far. Um, of course, it's it's far worse in New York City, so – uh, we can count our blessings. For sure, for sure. And Valentina, you're also in New Jersey, if I recall, but a little bit further north. How are things going up there? I am in Jersey. I am in Essex County, actually, so I'm kind of close to New York. Um, everything, you know, it's kind of surreal. I am still working. I'm a restaurant worker, so I still go to work. And the amount of people I see walking in and out with masks, with gloves, um, really actually keeping their distance. It's, you know, it's kind of like a dystopia, you know. Um, you know, you go to look for hand sanitizer, there's none still, masks, there's none. Recently, New Jersey just said that in all um, public stores, you got to start wearing masks, and it's kind of like, where does one get one at this point? It's really? crazy, but, you know, thankfully, I'm still, I'm still good. Um, people in my job are still good. They're providing gloves for people when they walk in, and I'm just like, thank you, boss. <laughs> I want to be safe as well. Good. And what other measures are you guys taking to kind of stay safe during this time, since you guys are so close to New York? Um, I'm really limiting how much I go out, of course. I literally go to work, come back, um, you know, the basics, wash my hands as much as possible, um, keeping my distance as much as possible. Really, I'm not hanging out with anybody. I haven't seen my friends in so long. Um, but that's that's what I'm doing. Well, what about you, Eric? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I recently started driving for DoorDash. It was something they were desperate for drivers, um, and I was hoping to make some money. But when I do go out, um. A, I leave all the food on the customer's doorstep, so I have no interaction there. But I make sure to wear gloves. I wear a mask when I go into the restaurant. I use Purell and hand sanitizer before I go back into my house. I try to wipe down my car. Um, that's basically the only time I go out. So, I I mean, you can only do so much. I feel, you know, you try your hardest, but then you realize, like, oh, I touched my phone, though. So then my phone's contaminated, and then you wash your phone. Then you're like, oh, my keys and Mm -hmm. It's so hard to think of everything, but we just do the best that we can. 
Right. So you guys are at home, right? You're like not in school anymore. No. No, no. Yeah, we're all at home. Wow. And what was it like on those last days on campus? Like, did anything kind of feel off? Did the student body really see the school closure coming? I remember when it came through because I still had another class and I was like, oh, do I still have to go to class? Oh, I do for today. It was surreal. Like my plan was originally to stay on campus for a bit, but I ended up leaving relatively quickly because I mean, literally an hour after the announcement that the university was closed for that point until April. Now it's closed uh, until the fall semester or at least the summer semesters. Um, people within an hour, people already had their suitcases and were moving out. Campus was dead quiet within a day. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, I guess it's time for me to go home, too. Mm. It was surreal. For sure. And Valentina, you're a commuter, right? Yes, I am. So what did you feel like being on campus, at least for like the little bit that you were still there? Um, well, those last couple of days, as much as I remember, were kind of normal, you know, and just the whole feeling of people just never thought it would get this serious, especially, you know, in the United States and New Jersey. Um, you know, we all kind of had it in the back of our minds, I think, until, you know, it actually skyrocketed as much as it did, you know. Um, I don't think anybody took it as seriously and probably thought maybe it was like kind of a little vacation, like, yes, now we get to stay home. Because that's definitely my first thought. I was at work when I found out that now it's like classes are canceled, I can stay home. I'm like, yes, awesome. But then, you know, after a couple of days started passing by and these cases started going up and up, I'm like, I feel bad now that I was so happy about that because this is getting serious. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. And there were universities that canceled classes for the rest of the year, even before Seton Hall did. So do you think that universities handled the shutdown well? Um, you know, I've, I at first thought they were kind of exaggerating, too, honestly. I thought we would have this handled by this time. So I thought CN Hall was doing a good thing and waiting it out and just like, I know they were supposed to postpone it, postpone classes until um, after Easter break. So that would be after this weekend, right? Um, so, I mean, I thought that was a pretty good time. And, you know, but I guess those schools did it right because, you know, the case is still going up and, you know, I'm glad CN Hall made everybody stay home, even told kids on campus to go home. So you can only do so much as it comes, as it goes. For sure. What about you, Eric? Yeah, uh, I completely agree with Valentina. Uh, and for her earlier remarks, too, I have to say that I feel like 80, maybe even 90% of the population of the U.S. didn't take it seriously at first, myself included. There was always that moment where like, oh, you know, flights are so cheap right now. What if I, there was, there's always that like week long moment where you're kind of like not taking it seriously. And then it, that was, uh, I would say about two weeks ago I re or two or three weeks ago was when it really hit me when the university closed is when it really hit me that this is really serious. So in that respect, the university definitely did the right thing. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, it had to close. I mean, obviously if they didn't close before, 
they would have been forced to close by the government of New Jersey. Um, and absolutely, it's the right thing to do. Uh, and I'm glad they, they did it for the rest of the year. Um, and I'm also glad that they're offering, uh, they're not the only university doing this too. Most universities are offering some sort of partial refund for, for housing and for food. Uh, and I read an article in the local newspaper about local New Jersey schools. And it talked about how some of the smaller universities are really struggling because of this, not Seton Hall, definitely not Rutgers, but some of the smaller ones like Drew and Fairleigh Dickinson uh, in my area, you know, are offering refunds and they're losing a lot of money and they're, they're struggling, but they're, they're still doing the right thing by their students and trying their best to keep them safe and still have a sense of community. And I appreciate that. Good, good. So if I were to get personal for like just a second, how are you guys coping? Like, do you feel a sense of loss on the way this semester ended? Um, I'd say, oh, sorry. Um, me personally, you know, given that this is my first year at Seen Hall, it was kind of a little disappointing just not being able to be on campus anymore, not being able to do, you know, all the activities and all the clubs that we were doing. Um, you know, being home quarantined and not being able to talk to people kind of messed with my mental health in a, in a sense where I'm just like, this is so sad. I feel so cooped up. I can't go out. You know, um, it's just a sense of like hopelessness in a, in a way. And then the way the government is handling the situation, again, it's another thing on top of another. And it's like, it really does suck. <laughs> make it as simple as possible it sucks uh for me i was very disappointed to for it to be cut short like that it really felt like the semester got chopped in half which it did you know i had one friend who's in chicago he actually was coming home late from spring break and the uh the closure was announced two days after spring break ended so I never got to see him again, which I was very sad about. And actually, I have a lot of his stuff in my house now because he's never able to come back. Um, but I feel much worse for other people. Um, you know, I feel bad for the seniors in high school and in college who had their, their senior year cut short. I feel like much worse. I feel like it could be much worse. And as for coping, like at home and whatnot, um, I'm doing OK. I appreciate how most of my classes are still like video based because I have friends in other universities who I was talking to and they said like oh yeah like 70% of my classes are they just like post a lecture and like you type something it's not like zoom calls all the time all of my classes have zoom or microsoft teams calls so I appreciate that I still have that interaction that the teachers are still keeping me a little busy although it's much harder to stay motivated to do your work um and I'm able to keep busy with some other things too so I'm doing I'm able to cope pretty well at home, um, but obviously we, we can't wait till this is over. But it, it will be some time, I'm sure. That's great, Eric. So both of you still have some time left at Seton Hall to go, right? Like, Eric, you're a freshman, Valentina, I think you're a junior? Yep. Right. So you are coming back to Seton Hall in the fall. Are you anxious to go back at all? <laughs> I think it's kind of like confused feeling given that you know um i don't know how long this 
will be. I don't know how effective um, all these methods will continue to be. I don't know if there's going to be a vaccine. You know, I'll feel, in a sense, a little worried going back to school, given that um, CN Hall has a lot of students that are all across the country and all across the world, really, um, graduate and even undergraduate. So that's a big worry for me. But, you know, um, I, I, I would be excited to go back and see everybody and just have a sense of community again at school and just being able to interact with people. So it's half and half for me. <laughs> Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not apprehensive. I'm not really worried about my own health or, or safety, although maybe I should be. I, I hadn't thought about the question before. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's entirely possible that there could be uh, a concern that if there, if, if there isn't a vaccine at that point, even if the curve was flattened, even if uh, the first wave comes down, that when all the kids go back to school in this fall, there could be a resurgence. Um, I don't, I'm. I'm pretty excited to go back to school. I'll be very disappointed if, you know, the cancellation was continued into the fall. Um, I don't think it will be at this point in time. Uh, but I'm, yeah, my excitement to go back to school outweighs any apprehension that I have. <laughs> well, that certainly is great to hear, Eric. So I think that wraps up this week's show. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates on upcoming shows. This show could not have been made without executive producer Bella Fisher, technical producer Brittany Segura, assistant technical producer Jason Marieski, interview producer Tian Fan, news editor Jarrett Dang, and special thanks to our sound engineer Emilio Soto. I'm Stephanie Miller. The Global Current is brought to you by the School of Diplomacy and International Relations at Seton Hall University. Be sure to tune in every other Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time on WSOU 89.5 FM. See you soon.